Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Fibber, and Matt Quest is out this week, uh, but filling in for him is our head writer for the site, Mr. Sanford Clark. Hi everyone. Uh, this is our first episode of 2014, so with that we're going to be doing our best of uh, like the films we liked most last year in 2013, and what you guys can look forward to this year in 2014. And what of those films we're looking most forward to. So, in case this is the first time you've ever listened to our podcast, uh, our show focuses on the entire world of animation. Each episode, we feature an animated series or film from the past or present, whether it's traditionally hand drawn, computer generated, or stop motion. If it's animated, it's up for discussion with us. So, with that, we'll be back in a second or two with our new releases. for the week. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is The Lone Ranger, which is which is a, a film that has pretty much parted audiences throughout, uh, I think more unjustly than it should have been. I, I, I actually enjoyed it quite a lot. Did you get to see that when it was in theaters? I did, yes. What did you, what did you think about The Lone Ranger? I, my feelings were mixed about it. I thought there there was much to like i actually i, I liked the casting i thought that uh, army hammer was it was uh, he 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 looked the part i i thought johnny De johnny depp was a lot of fun and uh in the role but i don't know i thought it was a, frankly a bit schizophrenic it seemed to, to get more it took it, it took some very serious subject matter but also then put a lot of comedic stuff in it yeah. I just didn't think it could really decide what it wanted to be. However, the effects were cool. The uh, the action sequences were pretty were pretty exciting. I don't think it deserved quite the bum rap that it got yeah. with with uh, all all the negativity surrounding it. But um, yeah, I, I had mixed mixed feelings about the film. But so you you quite liked it. Tell me what you what you thought about it. I mean, it's it's kind of closer to the tone of the the second two pirates. Yes, exactly like that. Or, and then, you know, like Johnny Depp and Gore Verbinski with uh, Jerry Bruckheimer again. So, I mean, that kind of, you know, fits why it would feel like that. But, yeah, I liked Army Hammer as a Lone Ranger, too. He was actually, when they were going to do that Justice League movie back in 2007 or... Seven, or yeah. eight, Like, whenever the writer's strike was, or close to around that, he had actually been cast as uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman for that so you kind of got to kind of play that he did that masked hero finally for himself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of stinks for him that the film didn't do that well so because i mean obviously they're trying to start a another franchise with this right right that's not gonna happen now, but <laughs> no uh yeah i mean I, I enjoyed it i hope like with john carter people discover it on on blu-ray and enjoy it and find out it's not the horrible film that everybody said it was. Or... Exactly, and they should go experience it and, and make up their own mind, you know? Definitely. And there's some pretty cool bonus features on the Blu-ray, too. You get bloopers, which are always a, a welcome thing for me to, to find on a... I love those, too. 
it's, it's, <laughs> a lot of them are pretty funny too it's like they kind of they start the the bloopers off where it's like kind of done as like a trailer for the film but with the bloopers inserted instead of like the the really action-packed scenes you would see in the film so uh you you see the horse being uh you know a wild animal uh and doing what it would do in nature (laughs) if if you catch what (laughs) right while like while Johnny Duff and, and Army Hammer are riding the horse, are riding, yeah. <laughs> and, and just like uh, Johnny Duff in general having a tough time kind of with the horse, to like talking with it, or like the horse keeps like trying to like nudge him or, or kiss him, <laughs> so it's kind of funny. But yeah, there's some deleted scenes on there as well. There's uh, riding the rail to Lone Ranger, so you can see what it, you can see like the making of the film, which is pretty cool. There's Army's Western Road Trip. Uh, so you can kind of follow Army Hammer as he was uh, going through the filming of the of the, the movie. And then there's a Becoming a Cowboy, which is how do you turn a bunch of greenhorn actors into gunslingers? So basically they send them to a, all the actors to a cowboy boot camp to learn how to rope, ride, shoot, and stop a horse on a mark. So, yeah, and it, it looks really good on Blu-ray as well, so it's beautifully shot and shot in the, the southwest. It was just a state over from where I live. Too bad. I, I remember a friend of mine had sent me, like, a like a, like a job listing for it because it was shooting in New Mexico. So if it had been a little bit closer, I could probably worked on the movie. But Yeah. Which would have been cool. So tell them to, I'm going to tell them to start shooting in Arizona instead of New Mexico because they, they shot a lot of the Avengers and like Thor and like a, a bunch of those films in New Mexico too. So I want them to come over one more state so I can get get some film jobs. Exactly, Mark. Exactly. I, I it really it really was uh, beautifully shot. I agree. the The locations were were really beautiful in that movie. Definitely. Uh, and then for other people that like to have extra versions of the movies, you also get a a DVD and a digital copy, so you can watch it. Whenever, wherever you are. Uh, the the next one also comes with a DVD and digital copy, and was a film I've been waiting for to come out in Blu-ray for quite some time. Is Mary Poppins, and did you you saw Saving Mr. Banks? Right? Yes, I did. What's kind of cool is that they have a, almost a thing I would assume that they would have just waited and put on that Blu-ray. The the bonus feature, becoming Mr. Sherman, it. I definitely feel like it was it was almost a bonus feature that they could have also used on the Saving Mr. Banks Blu-ray as well. Just it, it was cool though to see Jason Schwartzman and Richard Sherman talking about the the writing process of making the music for Mary Poppins and like what went into that and kind of just hearing the stories from Richard Sherman about writing the music with his brother and that whole kind of period of, of film with Disney. So. That's definitely worth checking out as well, and I, I bet you can look forward to more bonus features like that on the Saving Mr. Banks Blu-ray when that comes out in the future. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, there's a Marioki sing-along, not karaoke, Marioki. Marioki. Yeah. So for all the the songs in the film, there's a deleted song called Chimpanzee, uh, magical musical reun- musical reunion with Julie Andrews, Dick Van Dyke, and Drew Trimmer, which is pretty cool. And then there's uh, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, yeah, uh, the making of Mary Poppins. So if you w- ever wondered how 
they made the film. That's a pretty awesome bonus feature to watch as well. Uh, I was pretty proud for myself for just saying that and <laughs> with not screwing it up. What did you think of the transfer mark of the film? I think it looked, looked pretty good for, for it being 50 years old. Disney always does a pretty good job with their transfers for their movies too, and I, th I think this is definitely up there with with them. I mean, you you can see like more more or less how they did some of the the special effects for the films, like when they go into the, the animation world. Uh, Mary and Bert stand out a little bit more from the animation than they probably would have like on VHS because of the kind of updated digital restoration they did to it so you can kind of see the, the break in the line between where the live action is and the animation in those scenes but other than that I th thought the film looked really great have you had a chance to check out this blu-ray yet or oh, oh Santa brought it to me but I have not had a chance to to watch it yet so I'm looking forward to checking out the new uh the bonus features as well as actually looking at the film I really want to see the film again in its entirety too after we're seeing Saving Mr. Banks nice yeah. and it's definitely f after seeing Saving Mr. Banks I wanted to watch this again and that's actually what we did my after my son and I went to go see it in theaters uh, came back home and we watched it <laughs> oh cool so, yeah so that was definitely pretty cool uh, and then the next one is another Disney Blu-ray release it's a Pirates and Pig of Pirates and Pigs collection. It, it's a it's two Muppet movies for one. Basically, it's almost like they just wanted to get their last two Muppet. I know, movies. get them on, get them out on Blu-ray. That they owned the rights to, yeah. So yeah, Muppet Treasure Island, which I had never actually seen. That that's one of the the, the few that I think that I had missed. Cause I think it was like that period of time where like there's a bunch of Muppet movies that were coming out, and some of them were better than others. But this has the Great Muppet Caper on it, which was is one of my favorite Disney. I mean, one of my favorite Muppet films, and then Muppet Treasure Island as well. Uh, there's Froggy Oki sing along, so you can do Cabin Fever from Muppet Treasure Island, and then stepping out with a start in Happiness Hotel from the Great Muppet Caper. Uh, there's the tale of the story beyond the tale. Set sail with the Muppets and try not to get seasick as cast crew. Creatures take a look back at the making of Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, there's Let the Good Shine Out music video, and then there's audio commentary with Gonzo, Rizzo, and Brian Henson. So that's definitely all awesome things you can check out. And if you're a Muppet lover, it's definitely worth your purchase. Have you seen either of these Muppet movies? I have, I you know, I, I saw them back in the day. I, I haven't, of course, seen this uh, Blu-ray set. I, I I almost wanted to check it out because I remember thinking the Great Muppet Caper was pretty fun. I don't remember really liking Muppet Treasure Island, but it's been a while, nice. so so uh, definitely worth checking out. And I'm glad that I'm glad that they're releasing the films too. Yeah, one of the best things about the Muppet Treasure Island was the movie poster by Drew Struzan. Yes, that's what I remember thinking too. <laughs> uh, and actually, speaking of Drew Struzan, uh, it's not my recommendation for the week, but I'm going to recommend it too. Is that if you have Netflix Instant, they actually just added the oh, Drew, that documentary. Yeah, Drew the Man Behind the Poster documentary. I watched it 
last week and it was, it was awesome so it's definitely worth checking that out too you can see like all, all the posters done i mean he did a bunch for animated films as well like uh, american tale uh i want to yeah i mean there's a, there's a ton but american tale i remember it was the poster that i liked a lot too so oh he did we're back i remember that one too so yes definitely if you are a muppet lover check out this double feature blu-ray uh, the next one is Iron Man Hulk Heroes United. Uh, which is a CG animated film, straight to DVD. Uh, it's a very interesting, different kind of CG animation. It kind of almost looks like cell shaded in some respects. Uh, it's kind of it's a standalone feature. Uh, and it, it came out came out around the same time as Iron Man. Or no, it didn't. It came out last month in December, uh, it seemed like it kept getting delayed, because I remember seeing, like, trailers for that back as early as, like, around this time last year, and I think it might have been, like, a thing where it changed hands, because I know at one point Sony was going to be releasing it, and then ended up, Disney ended up up putting it out, so I'm not sure exactly what happened behind the scenes with it and everything, but... It's 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 kind of like in the same tone as if you've guys if you guys have watched the new Avengers Assemble cartoon it's it's kind of like that, uh, but it's, it's it's cool to to see the Hulk and Iron Man team up in this as well. So if you're a fan of say Avengers Assemble right now or Hulk and the Agents of Smash or Ultimate Spider-Man, it's that same kind of kind of mentality that those TV shows have. So if if you like those, definitely worth checking this out. Uh, at least giving it a rent. Um, they have the the intermission on here, like they do on some of the other Disney Blu-rays, which yes. I tend to turn that off now because usually when I when I want to pause a movie, I want to pause the movie and I have to right. yes. play. I mean, it's kind of nice if, to have on like if somebody else is watching the movie with you and they want something to do while you're like in the other room or something. I guess, but yeah. But yeah, it's nice that you can turn off the intermission if you want to. But yeah, they have the Marvel intermissions on this. So you can hit pause and enjoy retro Marvel with a crazy new twist. So it basically plays like like those older like Marvel animated things with like new audio over them. You pr- they they show those sometimes like on Disney XD and whatnot. Uh, there's Marvel team up with Ryan Pengos and Joe uh, Casada. So you can they talk about epic look at a superhero team ups and whatnot like that and then they have marvel marsh mashups jeez say that five times fast uh right. and it's it's more like those those little animated things i was just talking about where they take old marvel cartoons and put new audio over them to kind of almost poke fun and make fun of themselves so they kind of did that with like some of those like those older disney yeah shorts as well on, on disney xd but yeah, that's I would say that one's definitely worth at least renting, checking that out too. Um, the next one is Batman: Brave and the Bold season one, which you can actually watch season one and two of Batman: The Brave and the Bold in HD on, on Netflix. On Netflix, as well. yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, if you don't want to ha- like own your own copy of it that you can take with you everywhere, I would say just check it out in there because that's all this is 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 it's just the the episodes of season one on the blu-ray there's no bonus features or anything like that uh it's coming from warner archive but 
I mean, the show looks really great in HD. Most animated things do look awesome, especially like when they're really stylized like this too. So you can see like the really thick lines that they have around the characters and it just is really awesome to watch. And definitely it has the Mayhem of the Music Meister on here. If you haven't seen that episode uh, with Neil Patrick Harris as the, the Music Meister, definitely check that one out as well, especially if you have Serum Sound with the, all the, the cool music from that episode. Have you, have you seen any episodes of that show? I think I've seen one episode. What, do you remember what it was or who was I in don't, it? I don't remember which one. I, honestly, I bet you it was episode one uh, of you know season one. And I, I probably, yeah, that's probably it. I just remember being really, I, I quite like the animation in it. I think, I think it's, they, they've done a nice, they typically do a nice job, you know, over there with, at Warner Brothers. And glad to hear your review of a Mark Hulchuk. Rest of them out. That Neil Patrick Harris one sounds awesome. Too. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just liked the the tone of that show too. It's kind of goes back to more like the like the sixty like yes. like it's kind of like Adam Westy. Yeah. But and then like Batman teams up with like a different person in each episode, so it's pre- it's pretty cool. They kind of throw in some like maybe not as well known characters, so you can be you know introduced to characters you might not not have heard before of in the, the DC universe. So definitely worth checking it out as well, if, either if you decide to buy the Blu-ray or check it out on Netflix instant. Uh, and then the next one, uh, Matt and I talked about uh, me picking up a 3D TV last time on the show. Uh, and Dave the Doctor, if you guys watched Doctor Who, just recently came out on Blu-ray as well. And it was a 3D Blu-ray. I actually got to see 3D. it. 3D? Yeah, I got to see it in theaters in 3D, which was pretty awesome. But... I'm pretty glad to be able to watch it at home in 3D now, too. So, oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and you were talking a bit to me about how you watched a few Doctor Who episodes. Now, did you get to see the Day of the Doctor? In 2D and with commercials. <laughs> but <laughs> it, still, it still was really cool. I, I, I liked it a lot. What, what was your take on it? What, what did you think? And was, is it a, you know, how did you feel about Matt Smith's last episode? Oh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I liked this. I liked uh, seeing David Tennant come back to yes, and the, like the interaction between him and Matt Smith for it, and then John Hurt as the the War Doctor, you know, that came in between Paul McGann and Chris Frackleson. It was it's pretty cool to see him on there. Yeah, I liked how they had Billy Piper come back, not really as playing Rose, but as like the consciousness right for the the machine the, for the, the, the war. Moment. Yeah. And how she was like interacting with the war doctor, and like every once in a while, like they would kind of like drop like you know like bad wolf like from her, and then like the reaction that uh, the tenth doctor would have to that, which was kind of funny. But yeah, like you you brought up the the Christmas special, the the episode that came after this, the time of the doctor. Yes. Uh, and I thought that that was really awesome. I got dusty in the, the room a few times uh, the last 20 minutes or so of that episode. Uh, because, yeah, Matt Smith's definitely my doctor. I started watching the the show uh, season five of quote-unquote New Who. Of New Who, right. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, we're him and then Amy Pond and Rory. So 
and then eventually I went back with my wife and we watched, you know, seasons one, two, three, and four, and then the David Tennant specials. But yeah, so my doctor is definitely Matt Smith. Uh, I liked this little like trilogy of episodes they did with him too, because they did the finale for season seven was the name of the doctor. Then the 50th special was the day of the doctor. The doctor. And then this Christmas special was the time of the doctor. And then when he just regenerated, uh, he became Peter Capaldi. So I'm interested in seeing exactly how that goes, too. Me, too. I'll have a little bit older of a doctor again. He's actually the oldest doctor they've had since William Hartnell back in the, the 60s. So it'll be cool to see exactly how many actual fans stay watching the show and which ones drop off just because they're watching it because of like the younger guys playing the doctor. Right. I think David Tennant and Matt Smith were so charismatic and such draws to the show. It will be really interesting to see what happens yeah. with that. What, what I liked about uh, the, the day of the doctor too, is uh, seeing John Hurt as the, the war doctor. That was pretty cool as well. Seeing like a doctor that we hadn't really seen before. And they included the, one of the bonus features on here that was, that was pretty awesome, where we finally got to see the eighth Doctor, Paul McGann, regenerate into who, who we had always assumed that he had just regenerated into Christopher Eccleston. But uh, it was cool that the, the Night of the Doctor uh, little bonus episode is on there, and it's about eight episodes, I mean, eight minutes long or so. And it was just cool to see Paul McGann as the Doctor again, who, who was kind of got the raw end of the deal by being in the the kind of not really all that awesome 1996 TV movie that they did for Doctor Who. But, I mean, he, he played a cool Doctor. So hopefully he gets to do some kind of, like, maybe, like, like web series with the Eighth Doctor because that was really, really well received, that Night of the Doctor bonus episode. So, uh, And there's uh, another thing on here, The Last Day, which kind of shows... Uh, the basically the beginning of the time war with the Daleks breaking into Gallifrey, and then there's a behind the scenes showing the the making of the fiftieth, and then there's Doctor Who explained, which is if you guys had been watching the the Doctor's revisited those specials that they were doing on BBC America, it's it's within like that same series I guess because it like the opening is the same like that and it's. Uh, it's narrated by the same dude, uh, Mark Shepard, who played uh, Denton El... What the hell's his name? He's, he's like Denton Elaware. Like Devon Delaware the third or whatever from the season six. But he also plays Crowley on Supernatural. Uh, okay. You know what I'm talking about. The, yeah. The guy from the, the, the Day of the Moon and the possible astronaut right that guy he's he's got like a, a the three name thing going on i can't remember exactly what the character's name was but but yeah i would definitely suggest checking out the day of the doctor even if you're not like a doctor who fan it's a, a cool movie just to check out and i would definitely say check out doctor who if you do not watch it already uh because it is an awesome show and i know that this is an animation podcast and we're talking about that but I don't care because it's my podcast and I talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, Doctor Who, uh, The Day of the Doctor. 
Um, those are our new releases for the week. So we'll be back in a few seconds with our recommendations for the week because uh, actually here, we'll say right here, we're going to be doing a thing now where every other week Stanford will come on with me and we'll do, we're going to be doing news only episodes. So you'll get your main topic episodes with our, our Blu-ray theater and DVD release reviews and probably new trailers we'll have in there as well. And then we'll do episodes that are just new so we can talk about like all the big news stories that have come out over the week that most likely Stanford has written about on the website. <laughs> so yeah, look forward to that this week um, or this year. And we're going to be trying to put in these episodes out more scheduled release. I'm going to try to be putting them out on every Wednesday. So you'll get the main topic episode one Wednesday and then the news episode the next Wednesday. And hopefully all our behind the scenes stuff uh, syncs with uh, um, like how much we can put on our, our podcast feed that we're paying for. So hopefully that works out. But yeah, so we'll be back in a few seconds with our recommendations for the week. So my recommendation this week is another one from How It Should Have Ended, and this time it's for Thor: The Dark World. Did you get to check that out? I haven't seen that yet, Mark, but I'm excited to because I love those yeah. how how these movies should have ended uh, well, series. Those are really great. You, did you see? You saw Thor: The Dark World. I did. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. I would say check that out. If you've watched the ones they've done the past, where they've had the Super Cafe. They introduced the the villains pub in this this episode. So uh, there's a little bit of a spoiler again for her Man of Steel if you haven't seen that. And they're basically just assume that these are spoilers when when you watch these because I mean right. it, it is how the movie should have ended. So don't watch them obviously if you haven't watched the movie yet. If you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're always really funny. If there's a little there's a funny back and forth with with Loki and. Uh, we were just talking about Chris Rokes and Malachi uh, in, in this and about stuff that happens with him in the film. So it's definitely worth checking out. Zod makes an appearance. Uh, who was the other? Uh, there's another villain besides Loki and and Zod that make makes an appearance, and I don't remember who it is right now. But definitely check it out. It's pretty funny as always with all of their shorts that they do, and. One of these days, I want to get one of the the guys from How It Should Have Ended on, on the podcast because I would definitely like to talk to them about the whole process. I I met uh, the main guy Daniel Baxter one year at Comic Con the year that I went. And he drew me a, a picture of a Spider Man, so 
I, I liked that little interaction that I got, but I, I would like to have them on the podcast eventually. So definitely. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, I liked your recommendation as well. So what would you... What did you recommend this week? So I just recommended the latest Mickey Mouse cartoon that uh, in this new series being put together by Paul uh, Reddish and his team. It's called Flipper Boo Boo Tosis. <laughs> and <laughs> Donald has a has a rather large growth, uh, bo- growth on his on one of his uh, um, uh, flippers. flippers, thank you. The uh, duck feet, whatever uh, the name is, and it's it's funny. You know, I I really think this series is pretty clever. I like that it's. I mean, for Disney, it's a bit edgy. Yeah, you know, for lack of a better term, and this was no exception. And and I just know when I laugh out loud a couple of times that it's that it's it's pretty funny. So I, I definitely recommend checking out. Those are just on the uh, Mickey Mouse channel on Disney.com. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, you probably can check it out on iTunes as well because I know they've had, like, their first season. You can buy that, and I want to say it was, like, a dollar and you get, like, nine episodes or so of these that are, like, anywhere from, like, two minutes to seven minutes long. Mm-hmm. So definitely say check that out. And I think, actually, if you go to Apple TV, uh, there's the Disney... XD app that's on there. Like, if you have cable, uh, you can put in your code and whatnot. You can watch Disney XD on your Apple TV. But then they have all of the Mickey Mouse shorts on there as well to watch at, like, on demand. So, there's also a Mickey Mouse uh, mobile app. I know they've got one oh, yeah. in, the, in the Apple App Store where, where you can, it basically just provides this little viewer to watch these as well. Yeah, so, so, you, so, you have no excuse for not checking. All <laughs> right. Yeah, and this was really funny. I liked it. Yeah, like some of the the stuff with the with the thing on his foot was kind of gross. Oh, something. it's gross. Yeah, which like, <laughs> surprising but funny. Like Goofy's massaging it, and, oh. and like they have sound effects. Yeah, in there where you can hear like stuff sloshing around, and yeah, we'll let you all watch it for yourself. But yeah, it's it's definitely. Pre- it's weird, like, actually with Goofy in most of these, is like, Goofy's, like, kind of, I kind of, like, crude, I guess. In a lot right, of exactly, and he just looks messed up. Yeah, too. I mean, especially in the one where he's a zombie. Too. <laughs> yes! I'd actually love to have, like, Bill Farmer on again and, like, have him to talk, talk to him about, like, doing these shorts and kind of just having, like, doing Goofy, like, in this, like, kind of alternative way. Than like he does like on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah, it's a very different type of Goofy. Definitely, and like different from like a Goofy movie and like all that too. So yeah, definitely very cool. I like these a lot too. And then they they had one of the shorts on the Mickey Christmas Carol Blu-ray. The it was it was one that was like in. I think it was like in Switzerland, like where they're Yodel, oh, yeah. Yodel, Yodelberg. The Yodelberg. Yeah, that so. one. That one's really fun too. Again, great. I think great art, really colorful and really funny, and, and some really good inside Disney jokes too, yeah. with the uh, with the Yeti and whatnot. It's really funny. Yeah, I, yeah. A lot of these have like little Easter eggs to things, like we're like Walt Disney on the the train and. Like in the the Japan one and different things like that. So I'm sure there's some 
in this as well. I bet the cruise ship that Donald's on at one time is yeah. probably like the Disney Dreamer. <laughs> the cruise. Yeah, that's just probably one of their cruise line ships. So. Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah. But yeah, those are our recommendations for the week, and we'll be back in a few seconds with our main topic. We'll be talking about our favorite films of 2013 and what you guys can look forward to in 2014. with our main topic and Stanford found the, the name for the Doctor Who character that I was trying to think of his name that Mark Shepard played uh, what was it Stanford it's Canton Delaware all right see so, yeah, I, I was close I knew that his middle name was Delaware or or last name was Delaware but yeah, yeah we were getting close there but yeah so top five films for 2013 uh, I'll do my number five, and then Stanford is number five, and so on and so forth. Uh, or, like, if we have any corresponding films, I'll, we'll kind of say where that film lines up on our list, too. Uh, and we've included shorts in this as well, so we'll talk about those as we get to them. So my number five is Cloud with a Chance to Meet Balls 2. I really enjoyed that. It, it didn't have the best story overall. I mean, it was... But... I thought it was really funny. I enjoyed it a lot. I laughed out loud plenty of times during the movie. <laughs> there was stuff with the, the, the strawberry character, Barry, that like <laughs> I would be sitting there for like three or four minutes like laughing nonstop just because of like the strawberry gibberish. <laughs> and I, I thought that was funny. And like me and my son were laughing at the same thing, so I enjoyed that. But I I just liked the imagination of like all the the different names for like the the food animals. Oh yeah, so clever. But I mean, the, the story could have been a little bit better. This is why it's my number five though. Uh, like with the villain, like you kind of know who it was the minute the movie started. But yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. The animation was great. I liked it. I think just as much as the first movie, and I would definitely recommend for people to check it out. Did you, you did you see Cloudy too? No, Mark, I'm such a loser on this. I didn't see Cloudy 2. Uh, and it comes I, out at the end of this month on Blu-ray. Right. So, so I will I'll be checking I'll be checking it on Blu-ray. I I wanted to see it. I just it was a scheduling thing. They had uh, I every time I see the preview though, I laughed. I thought that Moles looked really clever and uh, I liked the first one the yeah. movie too. So yeah, you'll know what I'm talking about when you finally get to see it with the, with the strawberry gibberish. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, very. Yeah. What, what was your number five, Phil? So number five for me was The Croods from DreamWorks Animation. I went into this movie thinking I was going to hate it, uh, but uh, I saw it, and I, I was I was really surprised by by everything about it. I thought it had a solid story, but I was really wowed by the visuals of it. I thought I, uh, kudos to DreamWorks said that they did a nice job with this film. 
Definitely. And then that's actually my, my number four on oh, my excellent. list. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked all the visuals for this as well. Uh, it, it looks fantastic on, on Blu-ray. and. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure it looks great. Uh, I didn't have a 3D TV at the time, so I didn't get the 3D Blu-ray, but uh, I saw it in theaters in 3D, and I enjoyed it that way. It kind of added something to the story. And yes. I was I was pleasantly surprised with how much I liked it. I didn't expect that I was going to like it that much, and I did. But yeah, uh, I am looking forward to seeing exactly what they can do for a second movie since it, it did so well they're doing a second one. And like with the, the Turbo Fast Netflix animated series that we'll be talking about in our news episode, they're going to be doing a, a Crudes animated series, which I'm assuming will also be 2D. That's what I'm thinking well. too. So yeah. we'll see what they do, but yeah. Yeah, there's there's like some kind of you know like how they did the the animation and the 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 credits. Yes. Kinda, I wonder if it'll kind of be similar to that. Similar to that. Yeah. We'll see, but yeah, I mean, the Crudes is definitely worth checking out if you have not seen it yet. It will surprise you with how awesome it is. Yeah, I think it'll surprise you too. I very cool. Yeah. What's your number four on yours? Well, my number four is, is short. It's Pixar's The Blue Umbrella. And while it didn't have the most original story per se, I was just so wowed by the visuals of this short film. The, the photorealistic style was so beautiful. And again, it's it, it's a cute story. I mean, who doesn't like a boy meets girl? You know, kind of. That? I mean, it's so cute. But or, or it, umbrella meets umbrella. Umbrella meets umbrella. But it. So I mean, people were. I heard some criticism that oh, it's almost like Disney's Paper Man or whatnot. I think it's just uh, timing with like when I got released. Yeah, exactly. And again, I just think that it stands on its own with with just how beautiful it is. How they were able to capture the uh the cityscape at night in the rain i i, I just uh, the you know pixar really i thought hit it out of the park I, a disappointment for me about it is that it's really not getting recognized i don't think with, yeah, with like the it, nominations i don't think it's gonna it get completely like snubbed for like snubbed being on the shorts yeah for the oscars and whatnot yeah so but i'm hoping sash gonsled gets to do a feature at, at pixar because it'd be cool to see like him tackle a, a feature film and like kind of, you know, bring his photorealism oh, ideas to that and like, like where it like had like photorealistic things coming to life, but you know like in a, like where you just like look at stuff sometimes and it looks like a face or things like that. Yes, I liked that about it as well. I, I did too. I thought he really it was that was very imaginative and, and and so so beautifully done. The, you know, I heard some people around me when I saw it in the theater. You know, saying is that real? Is that real? Because it really did look like, well, yeah, a lot of shots. City, yeah, yeah. just look like they were shot live action. Yeah, I know. I'm on a blue umbrella. Umbrella. I know. <laughs> I do too. I know. I know that they sell them at the Pixar Animation uh, Studio Store, or at least that they gave them out to some of the people that went to the so the press cool. thing last year. And I want one. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I think Pixar Post actually made like their own custom ones too before uh, Julie g- got one for going when she yeah. went to the studio. Yeah, that would be a f- that'd be a fun souvenir, that's for sure. Definitely. 
Everybody would always think it was cool when you pulled out your blue umbrella. Seriously, with a little face on it. I love it. Yeah. But and my number th- three on my list is uh, Studio Ghibli's From Up on Poppy Hill, which technically came out in 2011 in Japan and then kind of came out in 2012 in the U.S., but like only in very limited release in New York and L.A. and a few film festivals. But it came out in a little bit wider... Not that much wider, but it came out in a few more theaters this past year in 2013. So that's why I'm including it on my 2013 list. And I thought it was another beautifully animated film from Studio Ghibli. Uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. It's it's a, it's a really good story. Just it's it's kind of like a, a good thing to watch before uh, the wind rises. It's going to be coming out because it it kind of departs from like most of the other Studio Ghibli films where they kind of have some kind of fantastical element to them. Or like magic going on. Yeah, this, this is really rooted more in in history, isn't it, or in in, in reality? Yeah. yeah, much like the the wind rises is. So it's cool to see them doing films like that. And after watching that, I'm even more excited to check out the wind rises when that comes out in in theaters next month around the U.S. So and you should definitely check it out when you get a chance to for it as well. Yeah, I'm really excited to check it out. I've got to hunt it down on Blu-ray. Definitely. What was your number three for the year? Hey, number three for me was another Pixar. Uh, their feature from last year, Monsters University, uh, directed by Dan Scanlon. I, I was really crazy about this film. Uh, you know, I mean, Pixar films are are typically my favorites anyway, and this was just no exception. I, I was wowed. Again, by the technical aspects of the film, I thought the story was 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 great and, frankly, somewhat surprising, the direction that, that they took it in. I, I didn't expect it to go where it did, story-wise. Yeah. And uh, I, I I loved it. I thought it was fun to revisit this world in, in such a clever, in, in a clever way. And kudos, and kudos to Pixar. I think one of the things that really amazed me about the film is... And as part of it that I even got it from the from the, the their their uh, final poster, is here you different monsters, different shapes, colors, things going on with them. But you look at it as a, as a whole, and it's so beautifully put together. The guys at Pixar's are just they're just magicians. I loved it. I'm wearing my MU hoodie right now too. <laughs> Excellent, nice. appropriate. Yeah, uh, which... yeah, great film. Yeah, I'll skip to my number one, which that that is my number one for 2013. Good call. I just liked it a lot. Just then, it sounds kind of weird the way I just worded that. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the film. I really identified with the Mike's storyline in the film, with like him really going after something that he dreamed of being for his entire life, and maybe not you know successfully succeeding in that, but kind of being pushed in another direction to something else that he would be just as good at. And I really, really liked the the kind of message that the film was pushing with that, and especially from that it's coming from the studio that I basically, Pixar is my Monsters Incorporated, where I would like yeah, yeah. to work uh, in production on animated films, much like Mike wanted to work at Monsters, Inc. as... Asker, so mm-hmm. hopefully 
Yeah, like yeah. If I ever do, ever, hopefully ever get a job at Pixar, I'll definitely have a little Mike Wazowski on my desk or wherever I'm working at at the studio. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I really enjoyed it, and it's definitely one of, one of my f- favorite movies from Pixar in quite some time. And it made me even more bummed that we're not getting getting one this year. I but, know. Ah, oh, it's such a bummer. And again, uh, it looked awesome 3D. Just because when Pixar does a, a 3D movie, they don't really do like the gimmicky kind of 3D stuff. They just no, use it for like the all. depth. So like, there's an opening shot where it goes into MU, and it like goes over the the gate, and you can like see through like the letters and stuff, and opens up over like the foliage and stuff. And I just thought it looked really cool. So oh, it's beautiful. It's it's such a great film. Uh, in all regards. And then you, you saw Party Central, which you're probably going to be the like every, <laughs> everyone that got to see that at D23 is, gets to see it like a whole like two years in advance. Two now, years. Basically. I wonder if they're going to. Yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait to see if they're still going to. That's what I. The, that's what I was dinosaur. upset about too. I really wanted to see that. Oh, because Party Central is so much yeah. fun. You'll love it. And, yeah, our, our friend Austin Madison, who did our, our logo and whatnot. Uh, the first two films he worked on as story were the good dinosaur and that party central. So it was going to be cool for him to have that short in front of the feature film he did. And I'm thinking now it's going to end up being in front of inside out since that'll end up coming out before the good dinosaur. Before, Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward next year to completely original Pixar films, two chances to get invited to, Yes. The Pixar press day. So hopefully, fingers crossed, fingers they get invited next year. We'll continue to work hard. Yes. So what is, and and then you and I both have the same same number, uh, second number, or two number, yeah, number two for the year, and that is Disney's Frozen. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'll pick that as number two. Definitely. Which uh, does not mean it is number two, if you know. Right. What I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I just thought Frozen was was terrific. Disney animation has really, I think, come back to its to its own. I I loved Wreck It Ralph, and and that that also was a not even a return to form, but it was such a, uh, such an original film and so beautifully animated Definitely. and such a, such a great story. And this, this is a continuation that uh, even though it's, it really is, it, it's fresh. It, it, it's funny. The animation is, is just beyond gorgeous. And, and it really, I think it just has been resonating with, with audiences, it didn't hurt that it was probably the only really big family movie next to The Hobbit that you know people go see. And I think there's a high repeatability factor. I know that my friends with young kids there, they listen to the soundtrack all the time. They're you know they love to sing the songs and 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 they've seen them multiple times and and it's just you know it's 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 great to see Disney have have a successful film but it actually but it really deserves it i think yeah. it's it's really it's good stuff what, what what's your take mark i really enjoyed it as well and uh i mean it's i think it's i i, I said this i don't an episode or two ago where i think it's it's kind of starting with uh 
what was the film before or kind of i think starting with like tangled yeah tangled really kind of starting in like almost like a second disney renaissance almost right or it's like this because the character designs are similar i guess if that's what a lot of people have been saying like you know or like uh anna looks very similar to rapunzel but I mean, I I think I, I like the kind of tone that they're going with for like this film, Tangled and, and Wreck It Ralph, and I'm assuming it'll continue with the films they have coming up like Zootopia and and Moana and, and I mean obviously with how well this film has been doing, you can guarantee we're going to get more Disney princess musical films in, oh, in the future. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, the uh, you know the marketing of this film was was so interesting and and yeah, the... it seemed like they didn't really start it until like two months before it came out, right? And then also, you, I think many people went into it not realizing that it was a musical princess film right. because they didn't show that in any until like the preview, just like two weeks before the movie came yeah, out. Because the first teaser was was a scene that's not in the movie. Right, it's not even in the movie. It's Olaf and Sven going after Olaf's nose. And, which is weird. Like, when they did, like, the theatrical trailer, they included bits of that in the theatrical trailer. It's in the, yeah, exactly. Which, I don't, that's weird. It's, 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 it's more or less like a short film in the the Frozen universe versus uh, that you could yeah, say that happens from the movie it could probably happen after the movie or whatever but yeah it was it's definitely interesting I, I enjoyed all the songs that have the soundtrack as well and the music doesn't definitely does have like a repeatability viewing and i'm definitely looking forward to they just announced the blu-ray release date for this is march 18th so i'm definitely Looking forward to the 3D Blu-ray of that and checking out all the the snow coming at me at home on the on the. Oh, it's yeah. gonna look great on your uh, on your TV, Mark. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, absolutely. And and the other thing is that I know the that your number one is going to be on that Blu-ray, which I haven't yeah. had, I haven't had a chance to see that yet. And I know people have said the only way to really watch that short is to watch it in 3d in so. 3d yeah so my number one pick is get a horse which is also from Walt disney animation studios and as mark said it's the short that's been playing in front of frozen and i've seen it both in 2d and in 3d and 3d just by far it, it was it was made to, to be shown in 3d i mean it's great in both formats but the 3d of this it's 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 so clever and technically it's such a marvel. So much is happening so fast that sometimes I think it's hard to really see what's going on. But because I, I I've seen it a couple of times, you know, I I was able to to notice more. But it took. We learned about some of this at D twenty three, and then Disney, of course, is, has been uh, publicizing it and sharing more information. But it took about eighteen months. They had two teams working on it. They had a two D team that. Uh, you know, worked on the 2D portion of it, and then they had a 3D team, and then they they collaborated to to make it because, you know, as Mickey's coming on and off the screen, and I, you know, I don't want to sorry spoil it for people who are going to see it, but but it, it really it's 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 so cool, so much fun, fun to see these old school, 
Disney characters show up and also and also it's just it's funny. <laughs> it's it's really funny. Yeah. So I, I I just can't recommend it enough. Can't wait to see it. So I can't wait to get your report after right. seeing it on your awesome TV. <laughs> yeah. Love that TV. Uh, but yeah, uh, so those are our top five for 2013. Definitely let us know what you guys thought of our list. If you think that we missed anything or if there was stuff that you think we should have included instead of other films. Uh, definitely for myself, for honorable mention, I'd, I would put Epic on there just for the visuals because I, I really liked the the character designs and the the visuals of that just like in the forest and whatnot itself so it really did have a beautiful look to it which is yeah beautifully and, animated and i'm happy to see blue sky do things that are different different yeah yeah i like blue, I, yeah because i like their their animation style and i like seeing them do different movies with different characters uh, yeah other Agreed. than doing five movies of the same character of the same characters in the same settings yeah with maybe a new character thrown in for that new movie, but yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Right. Uh, so from there, we're going to start talking about 2014 films you guys can look forward to and our top three that we're most excited for. So we're going to do these in release order. The first one is coming out on January 17th, and it is The Nut Job, which... <laughs> Could be the same title for a different title of a different <laughs> film. <laughs> exactly. And it's uh, from Toonbox Entertainment and Open Road Films. And just from the, the trailers alone to this, I, I'm really not looking forward to seeing this movie. No, it doesn't look very good. So, I mean, I have a, a screening that I'm going to be going to see with uh, my son and, and Justin at the end of this week. And I'm glad that I have the screening for it. Because oh, yeah. otherwise I'd be waiting for the, the Blu-ray to check it out with my son. But yeah, it's uh, in an animated 3D, The Nut Job is an action-packed comedy that follows surly voiced by Will Arnett, a mischievous squirrel who must plan a heist to get his town's biggest nut shop in order to help his pals in the park gather food to survive the winter. Together with his sidekick, Buddy, he will assemble a ragtag crew to help and get inside and take them on a fun-filled adventure they'll never forget. Which, I mean, the film seems super close to Over the Hedge. If oh, you've yeah. seen that, that older DreamWorks film, which they need to put that in Blu-ray. That's, that's like one of the, Actually, a bunch of like older DreamWorks movies need to put in Blu-ray. Still, they like, need to. Like Shark Tale, uh, Over the Hedge, Wallace and Gromit counts as DreamWorks as they released it. Yeah, because they released that. Through uh-huh. it. Uh, flushed away, so I mean, we need DreamWorks put put out your old animated films on on Blu-ray, like even the two D ones, you know, like Prince of Egypt and and what was it? They had the the one with the horse to the uh, spirit. Yeah, spirit with Matt Damon as the horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, after the nut job, there is the Lego Movie that comes out February seventh, which I'm really looking forward to. I am too. The animation style looks, yeah, it looks amazing. It does. It looks, it looks like it's stop motion, even it though it's CG. Legos. Yeah, even though it's CG animation, it looks like it's stop motion animation. It's really, a, it really looks looks great. 
the previews, I think uh, it looks like it's going to be funny. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Look, there looks to be plenty of Lego Batman in the film. Yes. Voiced by Will Arnett. Yeah. Yeah, so we go from one Will Arnett movie that we're not looking forward to to a Will Arnett movie that we are looking forward to. Yeah. And Liam Neeson is also in both of these movies as well. So basically all the people that are in The Nut Job are also in the Lego movie. Basically. In the Lego movie. And the Lego movie looks infinitely better. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt is the character, grand character Emmett, who also will be in Guardians of the Galaxy later this year. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is in the film as well. Morgan Freeman, Channing Tatum. Uh, and Joan Hill, which, which is funny since it's being directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Yes. 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. Exactly. So I wonder if there'll be like a little bit of in-joke in there, because Channing Tatum is doing the voice of Superman, and Joan Hill is doing the voice of Green Lantern. Yeah. So I'm wondering cool. if they'll have like a little joke with like Superman and Green Lantern kind of, I don't know, doing some kind of 21 Jump Street thing. And That's what I'm anticipating, yeah. And the director, these two directors also did the first Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs as well. So uh, I'm sure we'll get the same type of humor from them with this as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. It's The synopsis for this one is the original 3D computer animated story, which is weird that they're like, they're really focusing on like these things being 3D animated in the synopsis. I know. I thought it was interesting too. Uh, story follows Emmett, an ordinary rules following perfectly average Lego minifigure who is mistakenly identified as the most extraordinary person and the key to saving the world. He's drafted into a fellowship of strangers on an epic quest to stop an evil tyrant, a journey for which Emmett is hopelessly and hilariously unprepared. And I think the the video game for this has one of the most redundant kind of titles ever, though. It's Lego, the Lego movie, the video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little redundant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're probably gonna just call it the, the Lego Movie Video. The Lego game. Movie Video Game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was funny if you uh, if you guys look funny. up the the cover for it. Yeah, it's got it looks like the usual Lego video games, where it's got like the big Lego logo next to the title of it. So, which they usually include in the title of the game. So that's if you see it written out, that's probably what it would be is Lego the Lego Movie the Video Game. But yeah, the the next one is. The Wind Rises, which comes out February 21st, limited, and February 28th wide, and from Studio Ghibli, and I'm really looking forward to this as well. How about you? Oh, I am too. Uh, it, it, I'm so glad that it's getting a, a, a wide release. We'll be able to see it on the big screen, and they're doing a new English dub for it, and it, it, it just looks beautiful. Supposedly, it's the last film directed by... Aki, but we don't know. There's been some rumors that he's actually going to not retire after all. But yeah. regardless, he directed it. It's it, it looks like it's going to be a terrific film. Yeah, I think until the the actual very sad day that Miyazaki passes away, I don't think he'll ever actually. Oh, I exactly. Retire. I don't think he will either. I think it's going to be the same thing with like John Lasseter. It's like he's going to be working for Disney and Pixar until he's. 98 <laughs> and, th and thank goodness you know lucky us yeah so i think that entire brain trust is, is going to be at both those studios for a very very long time oh i hope so uh yeah so i'm definitely looking forward to that as well and then the next one i'm pretty excited about from dreamworks is mr peabody and sherman coming out march 7th 
And yeah, because I mean, I really liked these, like the original animated shorts that from J Ward ah. that were attached to the Rocky and Bullwinkle. I love those J Ward shorts too, and uh, it's, I'm glad that somebody is using, you know, taking the catalog and using it, and, and yeah. hopefully they've done a fun job with this movie. Uh, and then we we actually found out they're doing a Rocky Bullwinkle short, short in front of this. So. Yes. I'm pretty excited about that as well. In 3D, I think too. Aren't they using 3D animation for, yeah. for, for that? Yeah. 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 Uh, did I, I tell you uh, the guest we had on from DreamWorks, uh, Jessica, for she told us after we had done the episode with her that she's actually related to June Foray. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Who does the voice for Rocky, the squir- the flying squirrel? Who flying. she'll be doing the voice. In that short as well, so. Oh, good. I was wondering if they were gonna. I was hoping that they were going to use her because yeah. she's still alive and working. That's that's so great. Yeah, I guess uh, she changed her last name because she sound. She, she said it sounded better, or like more theatrical. I guess the foray instead of for her. So I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then the, the next one is another group of two people coming together. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Peabody and Truman, time travel and animation. It's good, and I, I've I've probably told you the Back to the Future reference there before too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just look forward and Back to the Future, the first film is all I'm saying, guys. Uh, the next one is Ernest and Celestine comes out March 14th, New York and LA, other cities, and dates are still to be announced after that. So if you live in either of those big cities, definitely go check this out. The film looks pretty awesome. It looks like it's kind of like a like a uh, uh, if you saw Adam and Dog by Minky Lee, the Austin Madison oh, yeah. works, on, works on that as well, where it looks like it's kind of like a water painting. That's kind of what this looks like as well. So, Yeah, hand-drawn animation done in France, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. it's it's played the film festival circuit, and and it's it got picked up and looks like we'll hopefully get to see it on the big screen sometime this year. And if anything, we'll probably get it on Blu-ray from G Kids later this year. Too. Later in the year, yeah. Yeah, so that that's where you can get, you guys can pick up from from up on Poppy Hill as well that I mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, the next one, Rio Two from Blue Sky, uh, a sequel to their film Rio that came out a few years ago. Uh, everybody from the the first film is coming back as well as a few new. Voice character, voice actors, as well as uh, Andy Garcia, Kristen Chenoweth, Bruno Mars, and Rita Moreno. And same director, too, yeah. Carlos Saldana. I thought what was weird about the the, the trailer for this is that, uh, what's his name? See, now I can't remember. Rodrigo Santoro, that is one of the voices. Oh, right. Is, he's actually from. He's Brazilian. From, yeah, Brazil. He? And so he. Which is, you know, where Rio is. And they don't even, like, list him as a voice actor in, in the trailer. And, like, he's the one guy that's actually from... From Brazil. <laughs> the country that they're doing the movie from. So, I don't know. That's kind of... I thought that was weird. But... And he added to the article. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to this. I, I liked the first one all enough. I like Jesse Eisenberg and, and Hathaway, so... I'm hoping there, there's some good music in this one as well, and it's not just kind of maybe like a retread of... Because uh, the trailers don't have me too excited, because it looks like it might be kind of 
more of like the same of what we've seen in other films. So, well, yeah, and in others that kind of meet the parents element, yeah, in it as well. That could be funny, but also could be really derivative. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So fingers crossed that it's 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 really good. Basically, yeah, and you can look forward to that April 11th. Uh, the next one is interesting. Uh, Legends of Oz Dorothy's Return that comes out May 9th. Uh, that's actually, I think, pretty pretty brave of them to put that out like during the summer, like the summer period of like you know, films coming out and whatnot with that. Because I mean, it looks almost like a film that you'd see put out like here to DVD. Direct to DVD, yep. But, I mean, some of the voice actors in it are, are notable. You have uh, Liam Michelle from, from Glee, Dan Aykroyd, Kelsey Grammer, uh, Bernadette Peters, Martin Short, Oliver Platt, Hugh Dancy, Patrick Stewart, and Megan Hilty. It's, it's based on a, a book done by... L. Frank Baum's what was it, his grandson or his great great grandson, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, what I thought was kind of noticeable about the synopsis is that it says Legends of Oz marks a charming, family-friendly return to the Oz franchise. So apparently, other Oz films we've gotten have not been <laughs> they've not family been family-friendly. Friendly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think Oz the Great Ruffle is pretty family-friendly. I, I thought I was family-friendly. There wasn't really any. Uh, weird subject matter in that. But yeah, yeah. it looks I don't know, the, the animation looks different I, I don't want to like put down any like animation studio because like some of them have bigger budgets than other ones so the animation not, may not be as refined as other studios that have higher budgets to work with so I mean I mean this looks really good for the budget that, that they have for it and I don't know, the, the story doesn't look that good to me though, uh and it, it's set to Tunes of Academy Award nominated singer songwriter Brian Brian Adams though. <laughs> I know. I mean, they got you know a pretty cool cast. They got you know they you know getting these people involved. I don't know how much you know Brian Adams charges <laughs> to write music for, but I guess yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm with you. Good for good for the studio that they're able to put together this feature film. I think it's been in development for a while, and I wish them success. Well, let's hope that the film is good. Yeah, and it's appropriately being released in the summer from Summertime Entertainment. Exactly. Yeah. Good call. Uh, and I think basically all of these that we're talking about will be released in 3D, except basically the hand-drawn animation films The Wind Rises and Ernest and Celestine. Uh, so basically, you can look forward to be wearing 3D glasses for all these. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2 is the next one, which I'm sure will take full advantage of the 3D, the flying just as well as the first film did. Yeah. Uh, set five years after the first film, and it's the second chapter in what is a planned trilogy for the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. Uh, all the cast come back with a few additions as well as Kate Blanchett. Uh, Digimon Hansu. I always want to say his name is Digimon. I know, I do. Too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think this is when we get to the end of this list, we'll we'll go over our top three. 
Uh, I think this is going to be one of them. Uh, June 13th is the release date for that. And from yeah, if you do not want to be spoiled on one of the major aspects of what is going on in this film, definitely do not watch the second trailer for it. Yeah, the trailer, I thought the same thing. It seemed to really uh, share a little too much, but but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it was an overshare in there. So. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. don't watch the second trailer if you don't want to be spoiled. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's more to it than what they show in that trailer, but that's probably a big reveal for something in the movie. And if you don't want to know what it is, you yeah, just don't watch that trailer. Yeah. Uh, so from that to a film coming out July 18th, Planes, Fire, and Rescue, less than a year after Planes, the first film, uh, we meet up with Dusty again. After apparently he learns that his engine is damaged and he may never race again, so he has to shift gears. And he's launched. Do you guys get these puns? Into the world of aerial firefighting, <laughs> Dusty joins forces with veteran fire and rescue helicopter Blade Ranger, and his courageous team, including spirited Super Scooper Dipper, which is voiced by Julie Bowen from Modern Family and Lost and Happy Gilmore. Uh, heavy lift helicopter wind lifter, which I'm assuming is some kind of fart joke. Ex-military transport cabbie and a lively bunch of brave all-terrain vehicles known as the smoke jumpers. So, and then the film that comes out in September, yeah, so you see what I did there. Uh, September 26th is a film I'm really looking forward to from Leica Animation Studios is The Box Trolls. And... I really like this voice cast that's going to be in it. You got Simon Pegg and Nick Frost together again. Elle Fanning, uh, who's a great actress. I, I think almost better than her, her sister, Dakota Fanning. Uh, Tony Collette, Ben Kingsley, Jared Harris, and Lorraine Newman. Uh, yeah. And I, I've liked the past two films that like has put out, Coraline and Paranorman. So I'm assuming at this point right now, I'm really going to enjoy the box trolls and when i posted something on our, our instagram account about the films coming out this year they they responded that they were most excited about the box trolls which i thought was cool that they replied and funny that they would obviously pick their own film yeah i thought that was i thought that was great too i, I it's so i'm so happy there's a stop motion animation and yeah. and it's 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 a great studio. It looks like it's going to be a cool film. Yeah, because in 2012 we got we got three stop motion, which is really amazing. Yeah, we yeah. got the pirates, Frankenweenie, and Paranorman. So I'm definitely going to get even more stop motion because I mean it's pretty much just them and Artman now doing stop motion. So that's a great art form. That's for sure. Yeah, because there was that uh, Guillermo del Toro stop motion Pinocchio film he was going to be doing for a while and. That's kind of gotten shelved. Yeah, it's gotten shelved. It seems like yeah, so. I haven't heard much about it. But speaking of Guillermo del Toro, uh, the Book of Life is coming from Real Effects, October seventeenth. Uh, Real Effects just recently did uh, open. Not yeah, I was gonna say open season for some reason. It was Freebirds. <laughs> yeah, Freebirds. I don't know why I said open season. Uh, yeah, Freebirds, uh, the Thanksgiving turkey film about going back in time. Uh, so yeah, they're doing this film 
which is about the Day of the Dead. Uh, and this looks pretty interesting. There's really not a synopsis to it yet, other than a revolve around the Day of the Dead in a Romeo and Juliet style kind of love story. And we're, we're kind of assuming that the Leandric uh, Pixar film that will be taking place during the Day of the Dead will be different from that, if not reworked to be different. Just because we, we know what happened with Newt and Rio. So hopefully the same thing doesn't happen with uh, Leonric and his yeah. Day of the Dead film. Uh, and the next one, you guys know that we're all excited for, uh, Big Hero 6. What do you want to say about Big Hero 6, Andrew? Oh, that I'm pretty stoked about it. I think, you know, they they showed us a little sizzle reel for it at D23, at the D23 Expo last summer. Uh, director Don Hall was there. And... I, you know, it's an obscure Marvel comic series that they decided to turn into a Disney animated film. So Marvel's been involved. We've written some stuff about it for the site. Uh, you can check out. And I just think it has a lot of potential. Also, given the momentum of things that are happening at Walt Disney Animation Studios, I'm really looking forward to this film. Yeah. And you guys can definitely check out our super extensive coverage we're going to have for that film this year on the site as well. I, I think like this film and, and Box Trolls are the two that we're going to be covering the most in depth just because they're the two that we're, we're most really excited for. Yeah. That, that and How to Train Your Dragon too. And then the next one is Home which was formerly titled Happy Smack Day. Happy Smack Day, which I think a lot of a lot of us would you know know it as. Yeah, and I actually like the Happy Smack Day title better because it's less generic. I do too. Because people will be like, "What the what the heck is that movie?" Happy Smack Day. Home hey. Home will just be like, "Oh, all right, whatever that is." Yeah, they went from something really out there to almost something too too generic. So we'll see when their marketing starts to roll out. How Which it goes. Wasn't Happy Smack Day the title of the book that it's based on? Yeah, I think that the book title was a little longer. I can't remember, but Smack Day is in the title. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, and then this one comes out November 26th, so it's, it'll be the last animated film of the year. So Big Hero 6 will get about three weeks jump on it at the box office. And this is the third DreamWorks film that we'll get next year because we'll get... Yeah. We'll get Happy Smack, or see, I'm gonna. <laughs> we'll get Home, uh, How to Train Your Dragon Two, and Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Yeah, the DreamWorks folks—they're busy. They're, yeah. That's three, three in one year. They're cranking it out. I, I'm really stoked that Steve Martin is doing a voice in Home. Yeah, and I, we, I, we saw that Obama went to yes. DreamWorks to do a voice for it, and Steve Martin was there. Yeah, and he did. Were... He did the the elbow bump because he had a cold. So you didn't want to get the president sick. <laughs> right. That was funny. Because yeah, you would pr- probably feel pretty bad if you got the president <laughs> sick. Yeah. And Jim Parsons, we know how funny he is. So uh, just, uh, you, you guys do because I don't, I don't watch Big Bang Theory. Uh, I don't watch it regularly, but I, every time I watch it, I laugh. So I'm sure we've got plenty of our listeners that like that, like the show too. So uh, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he's a, a good actor, but I, I feel like. Somebody else should win the the Golden Globe for that category. Yeah, because I mean, he, I mean, is he that awesome that he should win it every year for that show? 
Right. Because Michael J. Fox is nominated in the same category this year for the Michael J. Fox show. And I'm, I'm just saying I think Michael J. Fox should win that this year. But, yeah, so those are all our films that are going to come out this year. So we've already kind of said which ones we're looking forward to. But if you had a name, three right now, that were the only three that you could watch this year, Sanford, which three would be the three you'd pick? Okay, just in order of release date, the Lego movie. The Wind Rises, and Big Hero 6. Right. There's too many. I know. This is kind of hard to choose. I'm just the one that came up with the rules, too. I just said three instead of five. (laughs) Here, 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 pick five that you think will be on your top five next year. So uh, probably I would add How to Train Your Dragon 2 and The Box Trolls. Book of Life. The, yeah, maybe that may that may, that may surprise it, us. I think that's going to say that it has the potential to be really cool. I don't know enough about it to really make a choice. I'm, yeah. I mean, my my interest level is very high in it, but you know, TBD. Yeah, I think right now my mine are going to be the Lego Movie, The Wind Rises. Darn it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tie the DreamWorks films that I'm excited for, Mr. Peabody and Sherman and and How to Train Your Dragon Two, and then the Box Trolls and Big Hero Six. Kind of cheated there. Hey, but it's all right. <laughs> DreamWorks didn't release so many movies in one year that I won't have to choose so many. You have to choose. Yeah. You can. You guys can almost. <laughs> I actually. I think put. R five in the the graphic I made for the story because <laughs> I, I have the Lego Movie, Mister Peabody and Sherman, The Wind Rises, How to Train Your Dragon two, uh, the box trolls, and then if you look, you can since there wasn't really a good picture for me to use for Big Hero six, the background to in in back of all those is Big Hero six. So I think the five that I just named off are the ones <laughs> I, I put in the logo. I think so too, Mark. So, yeah, so I guess I chose them yesterday when I was working on that. Yeah, graphic. excellent. But yeah, definitely, guys, let us know what you're looking forward to this year. You can email us at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us on Twitter at I'm at Mark Bibbert, M A R C B I B B E R T. And where can they find you, Stanford? You know, you can find me on Twitter, at Stanford Clark. And then you guys can also follow the show at Animated Podcast. You can visit our site at animationfascination.wordpress.com, where you can check out all the news stories we'll have up there, uh, most of them by Mr. Stanford Clark right here. And then you can like us on Facebook just by searching for Animation Fascination, where we've had a pretty big... uh, Jumping people that have been liking us recently, we're getting up there now. Have over a thousand followers on on Twitter, which I'm super grateful for. So thank you again for all that for all of you that have decided to follow us on Twitter and check out what we have to say on there and whatnot. And we're on other social stuff, social networks too, like uh, Google Plus and Instagram. Just so if you look for animation fascination or animated podcast on that or YouTube or whatever, you guys can find us in all those spots. So, I'm Mark Fibbert for myself 
and Stanford Clark. Thank you guys for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time, guys. Thank you so much, Mark. Really appreciate no uh, all you do. Thanks for including me on this one. Yeah. And I look forward to the uh, news one. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully when <laughs> you won't get burnt out because it was supposed to be like you that you only had to come on every other week, not every week. <laughs> but, yeah, so. Hey, however I can help you, man. That's all good. Yeah, I appreciate it, too. So, all right, sir. All right. I'll, I'll let you go. All Thank right. you again. Oh. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. Okay. See ya. Bye. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a leaf blower. Yeah. <laughs> Only in Arizona at yeah. <laughs> this time of year.